Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. When you buy Kroger brand products, you feel like you're winning. That's because they offer proven quality at lower than low prices. In fact, we guarantee that you and your family will love how Kroger brand products taste. Or you get your money back. So next time you're shopping for the family, look for delicious Kroger brand products. Because they'll make you all feel like you're winning. Shop now, in-store, or online. Kroger. Fresh for everyone. If a new house is on your wish list in the next five years, grow your savings faster and experience your dreams with an Ohio Homebuyer Plus account from Kemba Financial Credit Union. A savings account specifically designed to save for a new home where you can earn 7% APY, a $500 matching bonus, and a $1,500 mortgage closing cost credit. Learn more at Kemba.org. Offer expires March 31st, 2025. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. NMLS 292230. Equal housing lender. Federally insured by NCUA. Jordan and Jake, powered by Ortho Carolina. The home stops. He throws it across field. Guess who? Jordan Gross. Here are your Panther Hall of Honor members, Jordan Gross and Jake DeLome. Jake DeLome, good buddy. How you doing? I'm doing great, Jordan. The weather's fabulous here in Louisiana. It's after the draft. I like what we did. I'm just in a good mood. You know, you can just feel Bitter. it in my uh, voice. Your weather's only good. Your energy sounds low, so I'm going to need you to bring it up. But your we- your weather's only good for like another month, and then you get the humidity from hell. Well, the humidity's kind of always here, here, but man, the last few days, it's like 55 in the morning. It'll get up to about 77 mm. degrees and just, you know, fantastic. I'm going camping this weekend. I just thought you might want to know that. And uh, mother, little Mother's Day camp out. Well, well, before all, we got is it like air, truly but is it truly roughing it like you're camping is it like really roughing it or well we do different I mean? levels of camping there's different okay. there's different we don't we probably go like maybe on a good year we'll go six times a year okay okay this trip is like a car camping trip we used to okay. have like a little camper and we we just sold that i'm going back to tent but the tent, I've got the gear that if I want to do the tent up with cots and lights inside of it, I might bring like a little Bluetooth speaker, put up a nightstand. Then outside, I've got fancy cooking deals so we could set up a whole outdoor kitchen. We can go that route. But then sometimes we might go backpacking, which is where you're, you know, more definitely minimal. Like cooking over a single burner stove or over the fire or whatever. So different variations. Mother's Day camp trip is definitely going to be a little more luxurious. Okay. I like it. I like it. Now, are we bringing food or are we catching and killing the food and cooking? What? What? (laughs) What do you mean am I bringing food? Like, if I'm saying it's a luxurious camp trip, we're not going to eat squirrel and grasshopper. Jordan, that's in Idaho. I mean, you can go to lakes and things like that where you catch your own fish or kill something. I mean, I, you're the Renaissance man. 
Right. We've done that. I've been with Richie Brockle backpacking before, and we caught dinner up at a high mountain lake, you know, that type of thing. But you always bring backup food, Jake, because one thing that I am not good at is not is not eating and not and then being like consistent with my personality so if i get really hungry it's bad news did you know our producer matt's never been camping before jake really that's hard to imagine i could probably count on one hand the times i've been camping and i'm not so sure if i need many fingers to count how many times i've been camping but at least you've been camping. Like, Matt just needs to. Yeah, go but I mean, but like, but like South Louisiana, you're going camping. I mean, the mosquitoes will pick you up and like carry you away. It's like, uh, I don't know about that for me. It seems like at, at least, least one time out. somebody would have so one time in, in Matt's life. Somebody knows would have said, let's go drive out somewhere and sleep in our car. That's kind of camping. Yeah. Anyways, okay. let's talk about, let's talk. Well, I got one more thing for you. Two weeks ago, I went and saw Khalil at his place in California. And sure, I got the whole. I'm sure it's not, not nice, I would assume. No, he's got a great spot. He's, you know, retired now. And he is all in on his production company, Mortal Media, with his partner, Blake Griffin. And I'm just giving some time on the show here for him, for Khalil to get some props. Because Apple TV, he, he has his first ordered television show. Apple TV ordered a show that he put together as one of the executive producers called Hello Tomorrow, starring Billy Crudup. And that thing's going to be on Apple TV. Uh, they're going to start shooting in 2021. Pretty big deal. So I'm proud of the guy. I'm not surprised. Super proud of the guy. Just... Um... Yeah, it's so easy to say, oh, great person, but you just talk about a genuine human being who's beyond intelligent, who is also a pretty good football player with size 35 feet, but he can move so well and get up to the second level <laughs> on linebacker. I don't know if 35 is accurate, but they were quite large for his size. Um, he actually unveiled, he said to me that this is his, his lifelong dream, is entertainment movies and tv shows so you're not you're not living a bad gig when nfl was you not your dream you know no, what I mean? you're not but you know we, we talked about this one time his dad told him early on i'll never forget because I, I was warming up one day and i i said here catch for me a little bit and he tried to throw the ball back to me and i was like oh my gosh i said you've never played catch before in your life and he said well he said jake he said when i was young I went to throw and it wasn't the best of throws. And my dad said, Ryan, don't worry about that. You'll put your hand in the ground. We're going to work on your feet. So mm -hmm. he said, I love, you know, he said, I love, you know, the movies, the comics and all this stuff. And in high school, my dad said, hey, bud, I know you love this. He said, but just trust me, you're pretty good at this football deal. You'll have an opportunity to go to school to they'll you'll get your school paid for by your football abilities. So after a sophomore year, I think he got accepted into the USC film school, which is obviously extremely prestigious. And his dad said, Ryan, I, I think it's awesome. The only thing I would tell you, you're pretty good at this football deal. You'll probably have an opportunity to go to the NFL. And if that happens, you it'll be very easy for you to get back into the film school because they would want somebody like you back in it. And needless to say, his dad had some pretty sage advice, and he listened, and now he can do this. So I, I, I am anticipating huge success on his end. As am I. And just side note, Ryan Khalil has been camping. 
I've witnessed it numerous times. So just so to be clear here on that. Uh, last thing I got for you outside of the draft, I know we want to talk about that a lot. Another guy I'm proud of, Christian McCaffrey. His foundation announced the 22 and Troops program. He's partnering with Reboot Recovery. Here's, I mean, anybody that gives back and donates, I'm a big fan of, right? But what I like about what Christian's doing is he's tackling the recovering veterans and the problems that uh, lie from coming back from service with PTSD and depression and mental health and all that. It's not a real sexy subject matter, right, Jake? Like a lot of people would feel comfortable not discussing it. And for Christian to to put his foundation at the front of that and try to make a difference, man, that's big time, says a lot about his character. And kudos to the Panthers because on the Panthers.com website, there's a picture of him and a troop announcing it. And Christian's got like an undershirt from uh, after a practice and his arms are looking giant. So there's, you just can't get a bad picture of the guy. No, you cannot. And you know what? Um, <laughs> yeah, kudos to him. I think that's great. And I, one thing I did love, uh, especially in 19, when I was able to go to the games in person, especially on, on the field, you know, we do a radio hit of like 11 to 11, 15 uh, during game day. And then I had 45 minutes off. So I go down to the field just to get a sense of warm ups. But, you know, there was always that section on the sideline of the Panthers that were reserved for uh, military troops, anybody, any guests that day, whatever branch of military. And David Tepper, that was the first place he would always go just to thank them and to talk with them. And that was something I enjoyed because like the first game, I just ended up there. And every game after, you just kind of go. And I uh, always thought that was great that the Panthers did that. And that was something that Mr. Tepper, I know, certainly enjoyed. And uh, looking forward to enjoying that again this year. We will have people in the stand. Yeah, definitely. All right. Let's talk draft, Jake. You were on uh, with Kristen and Thomas Davis, Captain, and Jonathan Stewart in the Hangout Lounge. I went on uh, the first two nights as well. I thought I went on right right after we drafted Horn. I was thinking maybe a tackle, but the more I've looked into Horn, the more I've fallen in love with that pick. You played with his dad, I'm guessing, right? I did. I I played uh, three seasons with Joe Horn, and we've stayed friendly uh, since I've left. And I have run into him uh, occasionally at different uh, things. And um, I was I'm like you, Jordan. I think a tackle. If Sewell, I think, would have fallen to us, uh, it seemed like he was the consensus number one. I think we would have been hard-pressed not to take him. Where Would we have? I'm not sure. But the more you look at it, the NFL is 60% nickel anyway when you think about it. I mean, it's a throwing, passing league. And to get someone of his size and his kind of ability um, who just – we think that even more upside, um, you can never have – can never have enough good corners and so uh pretty excited that we were able to get him doesn't it seem like i mean this was discussed by people long before you and i are talking about it now but he's so big man and and when when captain munderland you know who played corner for us and other teams and is from south carolina was talking about it he was just saying you know our division is so tall the receivers are so big jake that 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 size is going to be the huge advantage and then on top of that, uh, we drafted uh, another uh, another corner, Keith Taylor Jr. from Washington. He's six two, as a fifth round pick. So yeah. we're definitely trying to be big in the back end. Yeah, I'm kind of wondering with the the size and length of our corners if that's not some of the Scott Fitterer touch from because they like those big long corners uh, that could run and 
some ball hawks. So um, I think that fits. When you think about it, Julio Jones, a giant. Michael Thomas, another 6'3", 6'4", long giant. Mike Evans, Tampa. And those are just the premier. They have other guys. So it's uh, uh, when you play those teams twice a year, it'll be nice to have someone like J.C. Um, Horn um, covering those guys. Uh, second round pick, Terrence Marshall Jr., LSU kid, right? I think, I mean, his talent, that a lot of people said maybe a first round pick, early second, and he fell you know, to us in the second round. Jake, I got to think that there's a huge advantage for him coming in with his offensive coordinator being Joe Brady, right? Because there's just the learning curve. Yeah. I mean, he could, yeah, he can make it as friendly for Terrence Marshall Jr. as possible. And that guy's tall too, 6'3, Jake. Yeah, uh, Terrence was a five star recruit out of high school in North Louisiana, and he might have gotten hurt his senior year. It might have been a foot deal, like a broken foot or stress fracture, and then came to LSU. Plays with Jamar Chase, who's top five pick. Jordan Jefferson, who set the rookie world on fire for the Vikings last year. And Terrence, this year, he he opted out after like six or seven games, but was having a fantastic season. Um, But think about it. You're coming in to a a great opportunity for you. Won the offense, in essence, which you've run in college, so you know it. But you've got DJ Moore and you got Robbie Anderson. And then you signed a, a receiving tight end and Dan Arnold. So it's not like he's thrust into the number one role. I mean, it's a, you couldn't ask for a better spot to come into. No, I love it. I, I think it's going to be exciting watching our offense. That'll be a fun matchup, too. Those two rookies. It, yeah, very much so. And, um, you know, it's a, uh, I just think that's, and, and you just got to go back. Christian McCaffrey was healthy for what a half a football game last year. I, I, I just can we go back to the nineteen and what we saw in two thousand nineteen? I mean, you add this with this mix, we we've got a chance, you know. And then you go to the third round, and I'm not so sure if we don't draft someone that physically looks like you, Jordan, and six six three hundred, very athletic. I'll leave you to give me the breakdown on Christensen as the tackle. I he was an all a consensus all American, Jake, and that usually doesn't isn't given to slouches, right? So I didn't. I mean, I'll be honest. I didn't watch him a bunch this year. I, I usually follow Utah and BYU football because obviously I played there, and um, it feels a little bit like close to home watching those schools. Uh, I would never root for BYU on the field because they were our rivals the whole time I was there. But when kids get drafted out of there, I'm pretty excited for them. Uh, there has been a lot of comparisons that I've heard from reporters and others. And it's funny that, uh, you know, you still get remembered after a few years, but Jake, I, I pulled up. So it's funny to me because consensus all American, everything you read about Christensen is how, how, uh, athletic he is and big and his pass protection grade was so big. And then you, why did he go in the third round? You know, and kind of the only thing you can see is they're a little worried about his arm length. So he's got 32-inch arms, which they think is below the threshold for what a tackle can be. But I, uh, arm length does matter, Jake, right? So if you're just – I mean, if your arms are a foot taller than mine, you're going to be able to touch me before I touch you. But your technique can make up and your hand placement and how, how good you are hitting target when you're punching in fast pro can make up for arm length any day of the week and your pass sets and your footwork and all that stuff. So what I did – in my investigative journalism that you know I'm world famous for, I looked at Brady 
Christensen's combine numbers. Well, his pro day, he didn't have a combine pro day against my combine numbers from like 18 years ago. All right. You ready for this? Yes, sir. I am. All right. He was six, five at his pro day. I was six, four and a half. He was three Oh two. I was 300 pounds. So he's bigger than I am or I was right. Arm length. I got him by an inch and a quarter. So I wonder right there, like, so I was 33 and a quarter. I'm assuming they're still that long arm length. Maybe they're a little longer because I've lost some girth in my chest. You know, (laughs) I wonder if they are long. Anyways, his arms 32. So is that, are we here to assume that the inch and a quarter arm length difference maybe kept me out of being a third round pick? Who knows? Right. Isn't that interesting? Okay. So now let's go to the field stuff. His 44.89. Mine, 5.05. Faster. So he's bigger. He's faster. Let's see if he's stronger. Bench, he hit 30 reps. I hit 28. Bigger, stronger, faster. The only thing I'm better than he he beat me in the broad jump by a foot and an inch, which is not even close. His 20 shuttle, I'm faster. All right. I, I beat him by a tenth of a second. Three cone, he beat me by three tenths of a second. So the guy's bigger, faster, and stronger than I was. Now let's just see if he can play football. So the measurables are there, right? And you know what's funny? I was looking at them drafting him. Panthers drafted him. And, you know, let, let's see if he gets an opportunity to play tackle. There's still a lot of young tackles on our team. There's been a lot of injuries associated with all those guys. So there's we're getting some depth built up. And I got to think Brady's going to get an opportunity to compete for that starting spot. But then Deontay Brown in the sixth round from Alabama, 6'3", 365, Jake. That's massive. Well, well, and not only that, wasn't he like first team All SEC? And um, yeah, I, I I thought that was a great pick. But there's another offensive line because I love linemen. We signed the kid out of Grambling as a yeah more free agent. Yeah, David this Moore. Kid, I believe Moore. was at the Senior Bowl, and I remember vividly watching the Senior Bowl. I DVR'd it because I want it was the Panthers were coaching it, and I just like to watch and. I remember watching him and it's like, you know, this kid's going to get overlooked because they didn't have a season last year. And so the staff got to coach him up for a week, another road grader inside. So we're getting pretty darn big inside, which uh, is something I kind of like. So I, I think we did well. It's funny going back to Christensen, a foot in an inch longer broad jump than you. What is going oh, on, yeah. Jordan? He's just bigger, faster, stronger. Okay. Now that doesn't always equal better at football, Jake. So when I was on the draft lounge with Kristen and the guys, we were talking about what makes a player make it or not. Right, Jake? Because you got all these measurables and you don't know. I think for an O-lineman, quarterback, really any position on the field, but I can only truly speak to O-line, your ability to take in massive amounts of input pre-snap, and during the actual play and process all those information of movements you see, body language, tilt, sounds, right? Hands flashing, somebody in their stance leaning one way, a safety on the other side of the field creeping down, which is going to tell you maybe the D-line is going to slant one way or the other. Being able to gather all that information and use it to your advantage and then have technique that is sound while you're thinking about all those other things, that's the difference. And there's no test for that. 
right? So that's what will see how fast an O-lineman, whether it's Brown or Christensen with his short arms or whatever happens, how fast those guys can learn all the stimulus around them, use it. And that's how you play faster than guys, Jake, as an O-lineman. If you can take all the information in and then know what they're doing as fast as they know what they're doing, that's what puts you ahead. Well, I agree totally. And that's something that um, that's what separates guys. And I think they, it truly separates guys in the NFL because of all the movement, pre-snap, uh, post-snap activity, it, that's what separates. And, you know, Jordan, you're bringing up a great point, and it's making me go back to Evan Mathis. If you remember, we drafted Evan out of Alabama in the third round, and yep. Evan was a physical freak. All the tests, and you knew it was there. It's just you wanted him to, like, just slow down, Evan, just process it a little quicker. And he started to do that at the end, and then he goes to Philadelphia, and gosh, I think he became an all pro. I know he made yep. the pro bowl and stuff. So hopefully we can expedite the learning process for a lot of these guys. And that's when you, you, you hit, uh, when you, when you can find, get all those things going in the right direction. Evan Mathis came in, like you said, two years after me as a rookie and struggled figuring it out. My last game of my NFL career was the pro bowl in Hawaii. And I played with Evan Mathis at guard next to me from Philly. So it was pretty cool. Uh, pretty cool timeline for that relationship. So Brown, you know, we're sticking with O-line, and I'm fine to talk about that. Brown, 6'3", 365, he's going to have to learn some low pad, low pad and leverage game because I got to think at 365 at Alabama, there was obviously great defensive lineman play in the SEC, probably best in the country. But 365 in the NFL can be a good thing. But a lot of times, Jake, that can be detrimental to your ability because everybody is so fast, as you know. Right? You go play the Rams and you're going against Aaron Donald, you might want to be 325 to be able to move and keep up with that guy. That body size is going to be interesting to see how he does, if he maybe lightens up a little bit before he comes into camp. Because, again, we talked about speed at the edge. Speed inside, man, is just so tough, Jake. And 365. I mean, there's a cutoff of size. There's not a lot of 365 guards. There's some, there's some tackles that are six seven and bigger that have, have carried that weight in the NFL. But uh, I I don't know. I, I hope he can get it all together because that frame is just obviously massive. And I think I feel good about it because he's been going against first round pick after first round pick for the last four or five years at Alabama, and, and not only during games but in practice. So. You would have to think um, he has some quicks for that size. Well, I'm rooting for them all, no matter what. You know what, Jake? We did draft, rarely, that you rarely see, long snapper. Thomas Fletcher, long snapper out of Alabama. J.J. Jansen, speak to the fire a little bit right there, Jake. There's no doubt. There's no other way around it. There's no other way to massage this. Um, obviously, it's open competition, and we know how good J.J. is, and Listen, that that's the cruel business of the NFL. You get a little older, you somebody's making a little bit more money, and so you draft. And usually, if you see a long snapper drafted out of college, they're pretty damn good. They're not just oh, we're gonna try on this guy. No, this guy's pretty darn good. So it's a uh, what great competition. So get a long snapper drafted, but also another pick, Jordan, that I kind of well, there's two, and as I third and fourth round picks with Chuba Hubbard, the running back from Oklahoma State, 
because I kind of felt, man, we might need somebody to pair up there with Christian. And Chuba is looks like a home run type of hitter, uh, six foot, two hundred plus pounds, running back, and knew how to find the end zone. I think thirty three touchdowns in like only like three years, but uh, and, and he caught it well too. So I think that's a great piece. But the kid I really like, and just watching Notre Dame play this year, uh, was the Trimble kid, Tommy Trimble, the tight end from Notre Dame. I mean, he kind of looks like he could be this H-back Y, but man, it, when you watch him play and then some of the highlights, he plays nasty. He's got a nasty streak, and I'm telling you, that resonates with an offense. You know, when you have somebody that, let's say they might not touch the ball much, but they don't care, they just want to be nasty, you know how those guys on the team respect players like that. Well, it'll be fun to watch, Jake. And next time we do a podcast, the NFL schedule will be out. So maybe we, with uh, you and I, it's looking like we're going to be able to come back next year and do the radio team split duties. You'll be the primary guy. But we can maybe draw straws to see who's doing what games next. I already got a couple I really want to put my dibs on. So All right. uh, I'll, I'll put that good. in with I'll put that in with corporate and make sure they know what I'm thinking. That's that's good. And you know what, Jordan? We're gonna do games. I'm confident. We're gonna do games. It's gonna be packed houses. It's gonna be back to normal. I'm liking the way things are going. Well, well, it's gonna be fun to watch. We'll see. I hope we're back in person, as you say, next year. Packed stadiums, all that stuff. In the meantime, we'll just talk about it and, and speak it into existence. So, Jake, I'm signing off. That's all I got for you, buddy. We'll talk to you next month. Uh, you be good. Have a good Mother's Day. Tell Carrie I said hello. Well, do the same with Dana. Enjoy the great outdoors. I'm going to enjoy the air condition and the com uh, comfy confines of Maison Delhomme. So uh, have a great time, and uh, I'll think about you this weekend on this uh, trip. Hi, right, buddy. Jordan and Jake, powered by Ortho Carolina. Your personalized orthopedic care begins with a click of a mouse. Schedule your next appointment online at orthocarolina.com. Ortho Carolina, your care, your way.